Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA Superfan, Rachel Young, a true crime goddess, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I mean, interrupting cow. Moo. (laughs) Moo. And I'm the worst offender for it. So as long as I can not interrupt. Uh Don't you dare bark. She's thinking about it. She is because she's an ass. And anytime anybody walks past the house, she freaks the fuck out. Hover on the mute button. You need to give give her her own doggy don't be a Karen shirt. Be like, stop barking at everything. He really needs one. <laughs> Megan, Megan's distracting me because she's got eyeshadow on. I do. Like keep looking over there, and I'm like, I had, I had, she's I had all a sparkly. I had it's a weird. DAR picnic that I had to get dressed for, so I literally ran it, and we were dressed. It was like a she's all girly and shit. <laughs> I got a little bit of sun because we were outside, oh. so I rolled my sleeves up so I could so at least get some tan. So she's pink and sparkly. Definitely not vampire now. Sad, sad but true. Sorry. I know. I did a uh, remote today for a cookie delivery place. I'm sorry. Why are there not cookies on this table (laughs) right now? (laughs) Sorry. Their thing is, it's called Tiff's Treats Cookie Delivery, and they deliver hot, fresh cookies to your door. And again, why are there not cookies on the table? fresh or hot. Tiff's Tiff's Treats CookieDelivery.com. I thought I'd give them a shout out. They gave a bunch of money to the Infant Crisis Services for part of their big grand opening. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they did this whole thing where they gave away a dozen cookies for a bunch of people. You had to like pre-register for the free tickets. Mm -hmm. And then for each set of cookies they gave away, they gave money to go with it to the Infant Crisis Services. That's cool. I know. And they brought all kinds of people from different locations up it's the one couple that owns all of these different locations it's not a franchise oh yeah i'm looking i'm googling tiffany and i got to meet the founders leon and tiff very nice people no i'm not getting anything out of this this is the place my coworker was talking because she went to baylor and waco and she was like oh my god they opened a tiff streets here she was like flipping her shit the other day and they had a girl from austin who works there at Tiff Streets in Austin. And I talked to her about the Oklahoma Book Festival. And I talked to her about books and I told her about the podcast. Yeah. So maybe- yeah, she said, my coworker has had both Insomnia and Tiff's and she says Tiff's is better than it w- Insomnia. It was pretty good. She was literally yeah. dancing in her office. She was like, they're opening a Tiff's here. Man, those snickerdoodles were to die for. I'm so sorry, Megan, I didn't bring you any. I feel like a Do you see deal. where I, st- I got baked bear there last week. So I feel like... Yeah. You still brought me cookies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you tell I have a cookie fetish? Are my cookies in the mail? Yep. Um, they're on. Uh, yeah. We, Thank you. we yeah. sent them uh, via TARDIS. They'll be there eventually. TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you my cookies. My home baked cookies. Next time I do. Um, I just want batch. cookies. That's all. Next time I do a big <laughs> batch, I'll, I'll send y'all. The, I'll the, send your y'all cowboy cookies? cookies. Yeah. Yeah. My cowboy cookies. What's a cowboy cookie? It's loaded with You've deliciousness. Had, I think you had them when you were here last time. They have oatmeal and coconut and Ugh. chocolate chips and raisins and walnuts. 
Well, leave the coconut out of mine and Rachel's. That's and all. the raisins. What? It's like chocolate covered raisins. It's the best. I don't care. I don't eat them either. So don't feel obligated. <laughs> there are so many people who will eat raisins, but not in a baked good. So I don't understand that. I like raisins, but I don't want them in. I don't understand that. I don't. Of course, I don't like chocolate, but I'll eat. I'll eat. Well, that's even weirder, Martha. Sorry. It really is. I'll eat the uh, the cookie if it has a chocolate chip and a raisin together in it. But not just the chocolate chip. I'll pick the chocolate chips out otherwise. Do they have to be like on top of each other? Like No, but within the same bite is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The raisin to chocolate ratio has to be right. Mm. Yeah. See, now it's getting into science and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I can't do that. That's <sighs> yeah. just I'm not. reading a book right now that's very mathy. So my brain is automatically <laughs> doing weird sciencey stuff. I'm not sure if I like that or not. Can, can we talk about the science of these stupid straws that I got in my milkshake today? Oh my today? God, you should have seen this, you guys. Oh my God. So Megan walks in the door. She has a, a thing for sonic chocolate milkshakes. Yep. <laughs> so she comes in the back door and she's, she's got the straw clear down the back of her throat. Because they've she's re- deep throating the straw, and I said, "What the hell Why? are you doing?" Because they've they they've changed their straws, so now they're being like eco friendly, which good job, but you're still using a plastic straw. But they are like so over recycled plastic that when you try to like suck through the straw, it just collapses, and you get no milkshake. So she's like, <laughs> "You have to like." There's a remedy for that. Get a spoon. Just, well, no, I have a, a a little pouch I carry around with me, and it it has a bunch of metal straws in it and then yes yeah oh i have a metal straw and and then like a it's like a silicone one that's made for milkshakes and margaritas and she forgot and i forgot i took it off my key ring when i was going somewhere because it was heavy and i just haven't like reconnected it to my key ring so that's my fault but no, I, I don't know that a key ring is where you want your big old. No, it like goes straw. in a little. The it's, so it's it's. I'll shout them out because they're great. It's the final straw, and it is collapsible and it folds into like it's like the size of a pepper spray, like or even actually a little smaller than a pepper spray, <laughs> and it just like c- hooks onto your like keys or your purse, and I love it. And I normally have it with me, but I unclipped What's it. What's it called again? The final straw. The final straw. God, I gotta have one of those. Yeah. And they have like the silicone ones for like frozen drinks. And then they have the metal one to use whenever else you want well, to use. The silicone one is like bigger around. So you can actually like get like smoothies through So it. Megan really likes a girthy straw. That's <laughs> what she's trying to say. Here. <laughs> well, who doesn't? I mean, who doesn't like a girthy straw? I, yeah. She's going after that I was straw. Like, God damn. I'm like, Megan, you've actually got some skills oh, in God. there. <laughs> Yeah, that's your dating profile. <laughs> I was just gonna say that's Man gonna kill a bumble. Suck a milkshake off. Yeah, <laughs> oh, oh, mate. God. God, you should see the red on her face right now. <laughs> through the blush, through the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are terrible. Oh, you cute silly Megan. Are. We are. That's what makes us fun. That's the whole point of it. Bonnie's chair is trying to kill me. Every time I sit here. It knows that you're not Bonnie and it's like, hey, where is my usual person? Yeah. I will get this you. This is an unfamiliar butt and I don't like it. it the armrests are like farther apart because I think like someone probably pushed on them and like spread them out more. So when I go to like move in the chair, I feel like. What, Rachel? 
garbage. That's where my brain is. Come on. Come on. No, she said spread apart in my mind. <laughs> so spread, them. spread them. Spread them, Dan. I, well, yes, you know, I'm since good. you're sitting in... Um, you're sitting in Bonnie's chair. You know what that means, don't you? I get to go uh-huh. first. I, I do not know. have a historical fiction to fill the void. Do you have something sad? And nope. Does anybody poignant? else have anything sad or poignant? Ooh, I hate that word. No. Poignant. Mm, no. Mm. Mine's a mine's a romance, but it's more his, it's more contemporary, I think. But oh, Rachel's and I are right by the same author. Uh oh, Martha's gonna get romance to death. Is that what you've got too? <laughs> well, no. No, oh, that's more... right. So do you want Keith to go or Rachel to go first? I... Does anybody have a coin? We can flip Martha, the gnome. there's a coin shortage. What are you doing? <gasps> Martha! Can we flip the gnome? He'll probably always end up like standing What up. is she killing? Okay. We're going to flip with this. What the it's hell a is that? It's a, it's, a dove. A, it's a white chocolate dove. This is heads. The flat side this is, is heads. tails. The back side is oh, tails. Geez. Heads. <laughs> it's on the floor. Good now. Lord. Heads is up. Heads is up. So you, get... you haven't eaten yet, by the way. It's white That's chocolate. Amazing. It's white, white chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> Why do you even have that thing? I'll take it. I love white chocolate. It, it came we'll in, include in that a... in the cookie tartus for you. Come in an Easter something that somebody gave us. And of course, nobody likes it. So it just sits there. I just play with it normally when I'm on the Rachel, sitting there. you need to visit more often because you're the only one that will eat The dove chocolate we flipped. As book girls often do. Yes. And now yeah. you, you won the toss. And I am the winner. I'm reading a historical fiction World War II novel, and on the cover is a man in profile walking away. Liar. <laughs> liar, liar. Pants on fucking fire. There's not a shirtless dude on my cover. And well, that's hell. saying something. So yeah, I've been in a reading binge with all the cutesy covers with like the teal. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but teal is the cover, is the color like this season. Yeah, it is. And all the teal covers have been really good. And I think this one's teal too. It is. I read It Had to Be You by Georgia Clark. And this book was, <laughs> it's really, really different, first off, in a really good way. So get ready, Martha. We open and it's about this couple who they plan weddings for a living. Already Martha's like, no weddings. Um Yes, she is. I saw that. I I am really not that horrible of a person. (laughs) I do have a heart. It's tin, but it's there. I keep it in the safe out in the garage. But but, Rachel, Rachel just gave you the what the fuck look. She (laughs) side eyed you and then went back to her coloring. Elliot and Liv own this wedding company, um, and they contract out to various people, and they and they basically like plan the whole event. And they're at, and Olivia is at, she's at this very, very important wedding. Like, I don't think they say how, but you get the fact that it's like the mayor's daughter or somebody very, very influential. And they're in New York city and everything is going wrong. Like they're supposed to release doves. Right. And Liv goes to check on the doves and instead of white doves, they're gray pigeons. Oh no. And everything that's going wrong, she's like, my husband, Elliot, was supposed to, like, take care of this. And then there's another thing, that's, and he's not there yet. Like, he's supposed to fly in. Hold on, I have to really say this. Late. I have to say Go this. Ahead. Release the sky rats! Seriously, dude. <laughs> and the I'm sky sorry. rats get out of their cages, and so then the caterers are pissed because 
there are pigeons walking around in the kitchen amongst the food and shit. No, my God. So this wedding is supposed, it has to go really, really well, but it's going very, very poorly. They bring in this arbor that was made by like, I don't know, their great grandparent or something. It's this insanely important thing. And like the DJ gets into a fight with somebody and they break it and everything's just going wrong. Right. And Liv is like losing her mind. And just as everything's about to go to complete crap, she gets this call on her phone and it's Elliot. And she's like, where the hell are you? And instead it's this woman crying and she's like, Elliot's dead. What? And it's the mistress that's calling to tell her. Shut the front door. The mistress that did not know that Liv existed and Liv did not know the mistress existed. So fast forward and they have the reading of the will and everything. And not only, and they've been married for 22 years, by the way. Mm. So not only has Elliot just suddenly collapsed while in the deed with a mistress. Wait, he died getting it on with the mistress. It seems to imply that. Oh, I heavily, heavily believe that. Wow. So at the reading of the will, Elliot and and Olivia and Liv are like equal partners Guess who he leaves his shares in the business to? His mistress. Ah. (gasps) No. Mm. That dick. I gotta say, and thank you, by the way, to Georgia and to Atria Emily Bessler Books. They sent this to me. And when I read the description and what happened, you guys know how I am with cheating. I was like, dude, I don't know that I can read this book. I'm like already pissed off. Like... (laughs) How dare he have an affair and then make his wife work with bitch mistress, right? Mm. Well, bitch mistress isn't really a bitch. So she's like this young woman and she wants very much to get into wedding planning, but she's really, I mean, like she's young. She's like in her 20s. And so uh, this woman, the mistress, her name's Savannah. We'll stop calling her the mistress now. Savannah uh, works for a company that Elliot consults with. And she's not getting very far in that company because she's green and she's young. But um, Elliot gives her a lot of opportunities, but she's really going to have opportunities when he bestows her his whole half of the business. Well, Liv is like, no, I'm not going to do this. And Liv just kind of goes into a funk and lives the wife. And she just kind of like is done. But I mean, they have, she has a child that she needs to raise and Savannah just kind of doesn't let it go. So she goes all in, she's from Georgia and she moves up to New York and just rings the bell off the brownstone one day and is like, hey, um, get up, get dressed because we're going to go to business and you're going to teach me what I want to need to know. And we're going to revive this business because it is in the crapper now because that wedding went to crap, like ratty pigeons, <laughs> like arbors breaking. Release like... the sky rats. <laughs> I don't know what the reference is to that. What's that from? I don't either. There is no reference. I made it up. Oh, my God. oh. <laughs> You said it with such confidence. I thought it was like a Terry Pratchett thing or something. No. Look for our merch, no. including release the sky rack. It yeah. just fit. You need that fit. on a sticker. And basically Savannah kind of gets her, get Liv's butt out of bed and 
they need to save this business because I mean, it's been trashed everywhere by the bride who messed up her day. Rightfully so. Yeah. So, I mean, they're back. They were this huge, like big name in New York. And now they're kind of back in the crapper. But from there, the story gets so fascinating because so I'm assuming most everybody has seen the movie Love Actually. Loved the movie. Even me. Even me. Well, here's where. So this is based on this wedding company and in the wedding and in the wedding planning company. So she has a caterer. She has a DJ. She has a band like she has wait staff and there are guests that come to weddings. So from there, there are five different stories of all these couples and their lot and it's not confusing as you would think because they are all a part of this big wedding planning company. And the stories are great because let's see, A, you get like all the tropes basically. So there's like a second chance romance. There's like friends to lovers. There are two musicians who have been friends forever and they start kind of fake dating, which are two tropes in one basically. There's one of the great stories is like, I read a lot of romance. Um, There are not many romances with women over 40 falling in love because nobody cares about women over 40 apparently. Except for women over 40. Right. Right. And it always bugs me because I mean, obviously women over 40 are still getting it on. We can still find romance and stuff. And in this book, Liv, the divorcee, she has a love story. And she's 49 years old. So it's like, whoa, you don't see much of that. And I mean, it's not, and it's not with like some 22 year old guy. Cause sometimes you see that, but yeah. uh, other than that, you really don't. There is all sorts of diversity. There's like a lesbian couple. There are interracial couples and, sh- and Georgia kind of delves into all the issues with all of these new things. Like one of the people per- person, persons one of the people is like kind of finding out about their sexuality so in this book there are all these different stories that interconnect because they're all kind of friends and it's just so well done i was actually sort of amazed because even if like one of the couples you don't care at all about there are four other couples one of them you're gonna love But honestly, all five of the couples were amazing and fun, and they all had their different stuff that they had to get past. And like I said, it was insane. Like, it was very diverse. There were all these different kinds of couples. And in the reviews I saw, the only people who gave bad reviews were like, of all the couples, none of them were normal, quote unquote. And I was like, that's the best part about it. It's not just like a bunch of 25 and 26 year olds who have no challenges getting together. It's like all these different, very diverse uh, gay couple. I said interracial, lesbian couple. I mean, they're like all over the map here. So there's something for everybody. And then at the, but at the same time, all the people, I'm like Italian and talking with my hands a lot about this book, but all of the people kind of, know each other and like each other and I was reading it and I'm like if I had to write a book I can't even get my head around 
how you would write a book like this. I, she just did a really great job of it, honestly, because it was so fun to read and it meshed so well. Like I didn't feel confused at all. I knew what was happening. Um, I liked all of the romances. It was just a really, really nice book. I mean, it didn't sugarcoat stuff. I mean, and for as scared as I was to read it, because I was like, how on earth are this mistress and this wife gonna, they do that really well too. Like I, the mistress didn't know anything about Liv. She's very, very tortured about the fact that, and she really didn't even love the guy. So she's just kind of tortured over the fact that why on earth did he do this? They're both, both of them kind of struggle for their answers. Like why on earth? Cause he's, he was this nice, decent guy. Like he wasn't this jerk off that, you know, you would think would just go off and have tons of affairs. And it seems like this is his first. And it's not like this thing where, oh, she like Savannah comes in and Liv is all like, oh, okay, let's have this business. Like it takes a lot and it takes a lot of soul searching and it's very difficult for the two of them to come together, but they do. I honestly can't say enough about it. I really kind of was scared going into it because ooh, mistress, ooh, wife, ooh, having to work together. But it was really well done. Like I wasn't snarky or I wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe she did that. Like it was just really thought out and I enjoyed it a lot. I gave it five stars. And uh, that book again was It Had to Be You by Georgia Clark. And thanks for sending us a copy so that we could review it. Sweet. Sounds like it's just ticked all the boxes. It really did. Excellent. Megan. I'm up. Oh my. Depress us. Ah, no, I'm not going to depress <laughs> us. I didn't. I've, it. I've been in my own book funk. So I've been trying to read some stuff that takes me out of my book funk. So well, that's cool. Yeah. And so I read Hot British Boyfriend. By, I, I knew that was it! <laughs> by Christy Boyce. I quite genuinely picked it up because the title was Hot British Boyfriend and the cover art is them sitting on top of a teacup. I What Aww. else? I mean, like, just scream by me, Megan, from the cover. So we have Elle or Ellie, depending on who she's interacting with, as our main character. And you meet her, I think it's her junior year of high school. It may be her senior year. I can't remember. But she's in high school. And she's new to town. She kind of only has one friend. And they end up both working at like a yogurt shop or an ice cream shop type place. And Elle really likes the like the popular boy at school, as everyone does. That's why he's the popular boy, right? And she thinks that he likes her. Like she's getting flirty vibes from him. And they go to his house party and she's talking to her friend that she works with about how like she thinks that he's going to ask her to be his girlfriend tonight at the party and it's going to be great. And the the friend's like, oh, that, okay, sure. I don't, I'm not going to argue with you, but I don't really think um, that you're seeing things the way that the rest of the world is. Um, so they go and he starts talking and he is like, I, you know, I've got this great girl and da da da. And she's like, is convinced it's her. So she is like, oh. runs up to him and is like, yes, I'll be your girlfriend. He's like, I wasn't talking about you. <gasps> that is embarrassing as heck. Yes. <laughs> um, 
she's like mortified, right? Because the whole school's there. And of course, everyone's videoing because oh. high schoolers. So she goes viral for getting it epically wrong. And he, of course, is trying to date her friend. Like, that's who he really wanted to date, was the friend. No! The friend that was like, ew, no, I don't think so. Yeah, the friend that was like, oh, you think he's gonna, okay, like, that's weird, but okay. Um, so, and this is not, that's not really spoiler information, because it's in the first 20 pages. Um, so, she, so the friend was supposed to go to this study abroad thing, and now because the friend is stupid, um, she's like, no, I can't leave my new boyfriend and go study in England for a semester, that would be dumb. So there's now a spot open at this like study abroad and somehow magically Elle manages to scrape money together in five and a half minutes uh, because it's a true YA fashion. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's like, here we go. Um, And so she takes her spot and goes to England because she's like, fuck this shit. I'm leaving this town. I'm not dealing with all of this like craziness and heartbreak. I'm leaving the country. And I'm like, good on you, sister. So she goes and it's it's like an accelerated program. Like it's for kids who like are going to Harvard, for kids who are, you know, the cream of the crop to go to this special study abroad. And like, she's not the smartest, but she's not like the dumbest kid in class. Like she's kind of just your average high schooler. She's maybe a little accelerated, but not like I have my life plan. I'm going to be a doctor and go to like Oxford or Harvard or somewhere. So she's kind of struggling with this whole idea of like, oh, like this is not normal high school stuff. So she's making friends, and of course those friends are all like, no, we have to study all the time. So they, she kind of loosens them up a little bit. Like, they start to go out and do stuff. And she go, they go to town and go to this market. She meets hot British boy, like, on day two in England. Everyone's dream, right? Martha's rolling her eyes. It's my dream, okay? Anyway. <laughs> so she his meets... His name Harry? Uh, no, his name was not Harry. What the hell is his name? Hang on. Let me look. I feel like it was something real British, though. Will. Close. <laughs> wrong, wrong royal sibling. His name is Will. Ah. <laughs> um, so she meets Will and his friends, and they kind of hit it off right away. So, of course, she kind of starts dating hot Will. Um, and her friends at school kind of start to get mad because she'll, like, ditch them for her hot British boyfriend. I'm not going to lie. I can't say I would blame her. Um, it sucks. I agree. So there's a little bit of tension between her and the friends. And of course, Will is British, so he's all about cricket. So her her classmate like loves cricket. And so she's like, hey, I know you like my roommate. So if you teach me cricket so that I can sound smart talking to hot British boy, I will try to hook you up with my roommate. So obviously that gets interesting. So I won't give spoilers on that. Uh, but it's very, it was very about kind of about her finding out like, what is she looking for in a boyfriend? Because she thought she knew what she wanted, right? Because of like the hot, the, the popular guy at home. Now she's got this like hot British guy's attention. And he's like a little bit older than her. Like, I think he technically would be like a freshman in college and he is loaded. Like his dad's a real estate agent and they like, he pulls up to the market in like a jag, like they're in good shape. So his world's like super <laughs> different from her world because she lives in like a walk up in New York. <laughs> like, um, so it's a, it's a little bit of her journey of finding out like what she's looking for in a, in, in a boyfriend and in a person in general to be in a relationship with. There's some drama between the friend groups. There's 
you know, typical high school shenanigans, like who likes who and who doesn't like who and who's dating who and what happens at the end. And she, she's kind of very whimsical, which I liked about her. Like she makes fairy gardens and like all this stuff. (laughs) And she kind of like hides that side of herself from Will because she, is like, oh, he's going to think I'm like a loser and he'll break up with me and then I won't have my hot British boyfriend to post all over Instagram and make everyone back home jealous. So there's a little bit of everything happening for her. Um, And she doesn't really know what she wants to do. She's surrounded by all these people who have their life planned out and she's like, I don't know what I'm doing when I get home. Like, I don't know if I want to go to college. Like, so it's a lot of that self-discovery of like, what are you going to do? What do you want to, what are you passionate about? And her finding that about herself while being abroad and the relationship stuff ebbs and flows and changes throughout. And it was just fun. It was a good read. I enjoyed it. And that was hot British boyfriend by Christy Boyce. I love that. They're always rich, right? Is everyone in England rich? I mean, they, I feel like they probably are. No, dude, they're always rich here too. Like, have you not seen a man that has like less than 30,000 a year? Right. Have you not seen Shameless, the British version? No, I have not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, I clearly read too many like depressing books from time to time because I kept (laughs) texting and even on like our Friday night call, I was like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I'm waiting for him to turn into an asshole. Like, when's it going to (laughs) happen? And my friend Rachel was like, I'm going to need you to stop assuming the worst. (laughs) Of every like, character in the book. And then it all turns around and he turns out to be a serial killer and he buries her. In <laughs> yeah, like I was like waiting for it. <laughs> Rachel's cheering. Rachel um, was like, that's my book. That's my book. Uh, yeah, so it was fun. It was good to take my brain out of like the, the sad, depressing, like everybody has ulterior motives world for a little while. So that was fun. Okay, so since Georgia Clark was kind enough to send one of her books to us, uh, which you just heard Keith review. I did a little bit of looking into some of her other books and found one that also sounded really good. So this week I'm going to review The Bucket List by Georgia Clark. Wow. Two, um, George, two Georgia Clarks in one week. <laughs> and uh, much like uh, Keith talked about, this book was definitely full of diversity, diverse um, characters, relationships, other things like that. Um, So this book centers around a 25-year-old main character named Lacey. So when the book opens up, and this is within the first few pages, um, you know, Lacey's very young, and so she's kind of up and coming. She works in the fashion industry and some other things, and, you know, she's just kind of trying to make a name for herself. Well, she discovers that she is positive for something called the BRCA1 gene, which is essentially known as the breast cancer gene. Mm -hmm. And you you also learn that Lacey's mother died when she was very young, I think age five. So she doesn't really remember her mother, but Lacey has an older sister who does remember their mother, but Lacey and her older sister have sort of gone back and forth on whether or not it's a good idea for them to get tested. Well, Lacey got tested and tested positive without her sister knowing that she was going to do that. And, but Lacey has kind of this cast of characters of uh, her, her best friend and some other characters that come in who are very supportive and um, 
you know, and you see her relationship with her sister um, and her niece sort of throughout this whole book. It's, you know, it's classified as a romance, but for me, it read much more like a contemporary novel. Um, and that's just my opinion. But, and of course, the main focus of this book is I'm 25 years old and my chances of getting breast cancer with this gene are really, really high. But if she gets a double mastectomy, her chances of breast cancer virtually go away. So she's sort of left with the decision, you know, to figure out, okay, what are you going to do? And so she gets in contact with um, a lot of different groups and things like that of other women who have gone through the surgery and sort of weighing the positives and negatives of it. And of course, along the way, especially as a young 25 year old, she makes a bucket list for her boobs. That's <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> a bucket so, list for who, her boobs. Yep. And, um, and the cover is, is really freaking funny. It's two little cupcakes with cherries on top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I think I've and, seen this cover actually. Yeah. It's so cute. And I remember you know, that cover. Yeah. I really appreciate too. And you sort of, it's never explicitly, I don't think said in the book, but from the vibe I got, I'm pretty sure Lacey's bisexual and her best friend is, is a lesbian. And, you know, and so, like I said, there's just this rich cast of characters that she meets along the way and all of these other women that she meets. And of course there is her best friend's guy roommate. You know, we have to enter a little bit of a, a love <laughs> triangle and story in there. At the core of everything in the story, it's about her struggle and decision of what am I going to do? How do I make this decision at this young age? And how do I make my family understand and my friends? And how do I, if I decide to do this, what are some experiences that I don't want to miss out on? Right. Because a lot of, when you have the double mastectomy, you of course aren't going to have nipple sensation and things like that. And even some of the things she wants to try out, I really appreciated the writing, you know, she wants to have a threesome and, you know, just all of these other things. And it was really well done. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I gave it four and a half stars out Dang. of five. Um, High yeah. praise coming from you. It really is. <laughs> and like I said, it's classified as a romance in some genres. I, I don't know, but to me, it read a lot more like a contemporary novel, I think. Um, I, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're a woman um, and obviously women have breasts and you know it, it how we connect with them and feel about them and just all those other things it was really good and it kind of some food for thought so again that was the bucket list by georgia clark sweet also a teal cover yes it is a teal. <laughs> there's what it looks like yeah yep, what is it with all the teal, teal cover teal is very in right now it's like the it's the color of like the last it's couple the of years it color it's the color yes. of everything in my house and my phone yep. and your phone that's not this teal book, that's electric blue came, teal is more green this book came out in 2018 so i mean yeah my cover is teal see 
Martha's yeah. is a little more blue, but yeah. My phone, my actual phone is teal too, I think. Oh, mine's not because I. Uh... Yeah. It's just because we have awesome taste that we all have the same phone. My bedroom yeah, wall is teal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The phone itself is teal. But... Teal is a thing. But uh, again, that one was a little bit older. That was um, this book was from tw- the summer of 2018. So. So she she knew that it was like going to be a thing. She was like, "Let's get that teal in there." She did. She was ahead of the game with with the art. So. <laughs> Uh, the book I chose today is one that I actually read a while back. I had read so many good books at that time that I ended up not getting around to it. And then it just got further back on the list. But it definitely deserves to be reviewed. It's called What Could Be Saved by Lisey O'Halloran Schwartz. If I've got that wrong, I do apologize for the way I butchered the pronunciation. But... It's a family drama, sort of. It takes place, the first part of it takes place in 1972 in Bangkok, and it's an American family that lives there during that time. And while they're living there, they have three small children, but one of their kids, their young son, gets abducted, goes missing, basically. He's kind of a, I hesitate to say wimpy, but that's a really good description of the way he behaves and his father basically is not very sympathetic. He just basically tells him toughen up and signs him up for judo class and takes him off to learn how to do that, which he isn't really that thrilled about. But so he drops him off for judo class and it falls into one of those things where the mom thinks that she's picking him up and he, he thinks that, somebody else is supposed to pick him up basically and then nobody Uh goes and gets him so he's gone he just disappears and the family looks for him obviously but he is never found and they eventually get transferred back to the states so fast forward to 2019 there's there's three siblings the older sister and then the sister and then the young boy is the youngest But Laura, who's the middle sister, she's an artist and she's never quite settled. She's she's the one that has been more upset by this whole thing than any than her older sister has. And the family has money. And part of the sort of background that you get is that. Because there's money, a lot of people come forward pretending to be this lost son, Philip. Hmm. So throughout the years, this has happened multiple times. And it's never him. But all of a sudden, out of the blue, they get another one. And the older sister's like, no, we're not doing this again. We're definitely not doing this. And Laura's like, if there's even a chance that it's him, I'm going to go check it out. So she hops on a plane and goes back to Bangkok. And basically what follows is just an amazing story. I'm getting goose flesh just thinking about it because it was such a good story. Because it was a mystery and it was an abduction story and it was a family story. It was all of those things all wrapped together. Because when she finds him, she finds him in this like, 
I don't even know what to call it. He has been guided by this guru guy, and he's just sort of been living in this house with a bunch of other people. And he doesn't really want to talk about anything. So she sort of has to, you know, get him out of it. Because the reason that she's there is because his guru is dead, and he has Mm. to move out. He has to go, and she ends up taking him to the consulate and they get a DNA test and it's him. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's no doubt it's her brother 47 years later. How Sheesh. much trauma, Rachel, oh, you better, you, Rachel, they need gosh. you like right Are now. Are the parents still alive or no, now is my question. No, the father's dead and the mother has dementia. Oh, that sucks. Right. So sharpen your pencil. Oh Rachel. my gosh. It was the most amazing story. I, I can't recommend this one highly enough because it has so many layers of different things. I'm a big fan of books that have a lot of great layers. The mystery in there was just fantastic. The mystery of the missing boy. And then you have the horror of what happened to him while he was living in Bangkok after he was abducted, yeah. Definite trigger warnings all over the place. Just horrific stuff. And then the story of the mystery being solved all of these years later, and then how he lived through the whole thing. It truly was an incredible novel. Um, Hold on. How old was he when he was abducted? Oh, gosh. Or when he went missing? Young. Anyway. So it really is seriously extremely disturbing but at the same time there was there was a lot of good in it and the discoveries that were made about the family and just the whole I don't know I guess I liked I liked the mystery of it that was what drew me into it all of the other horrible stuff that happened, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have picked it up for that because I had I have a son and the idea that that happened, you know, was just so horrific to me. But I was already so invested in the story at that point. There was no way I was putting it down. So, um, yeah, that sounds in- intense. It was intense, right? but it was so good. You guys, it was called What Could Be Saved? by Lisey O'Halloran Schwartz. Her first name is really unique. L-I-E-S-E. Is it, that's Lisey or Lise? I don't know. Anyway. I'm not sure I was looking at it when I was looking it up too. I'm I don't sure. know why I didn't give it five stars. I should have. Well, that's the best thing. You can uh, just tap I that can, other star. I can it'll... bump it up an extra star because I really liked it. I really did. And as I went back and I was looking for a book to review, I was like, wow. That was because, you know, immediately if you're looking back at something and you immediately remember when you start reviewing what it was about and how it made you feel, then, you know, that was a good book. Yeah. You know, Martha, Hmm. a lot of the reviewers call it poignant. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) why did you have to go there, Keith? I love you. Why did you have to pop that P word into it? Because, because we I know like it triggers you. you. That you do like poignant books. You just don't like calling them that. It was a mystery. No, ma'am. <laughs> Basically. Just no. had some really hard things in it. Some tough 
poignant situations situations no poignant is such a pussy word i don't like that word <laughs> that's a pussy word <laughs> why because it just now wait a minute you, wait a minute my vagina is strong and beautiful. Mm. okay exactly so let I me just revisit say. that whole description it's a penis word it's a ball word is what it is yeah <laughs> yeah I, it's I, a ball sack word yeah, it is kind of a ball sack word it's kind of <laughs> squishy and you yeah this yep. book was not any of that this book was tough and poignant this book was a pussy book megan <laughs> she's gonna kill me any minute <laughs> and i'm trapped in this corner you broke my train of thought <laughs> now i can't keep going no it's fine and it, it was Ugh, good though. It was 47 good. years. Dear Can God. you imagine that? 47 years later, you get a At phone that call. Point, it's almost like you don't even, you don't even want to find him anymore. It's oh, been she's too still, long. you know what? I think you'd always she's want still, to find him. She, I, I mean, you get tortured by stuff like that when you're a kid. Things that happen to you when you're a kid that are unresolved. Yeah. You know, it's that unresolved piece for some people that it's just, you just can't. But let I mean, go did he, at that point, does he even care about this he, other family? He doesn't. That's what I mean. He probably like doesn't even remember. Seven years away. Yeah, I mean, he, he probably would have been much happier. Yeah, he probably never find. Yeah, him. you know, he's he's not about getting in on the money or anything like that. That's oh, I forgot about the money. No, it's nothing, Sheesh. nothing like that. I think that's one of the reasons it was so good, is that he is. The type of person he turned out to be is just shocking. Hmm. Can um, can I revisit a book that Keith reviewed a few weeks back? Of course. <laughs> oh, no. I've been waiting for you to say something about it. So, Consequences. Oh. The book. Oh, God. That's going back. Woof. We I... knew Rachel was going to be pissed off about that one. Yep. Keith is covering her face. Sorry, I know. I'm scared. I knew Rachel's going to be. I could only make it a few chapters and I wanted to throw my fault. Allison and I were going to try to read it together and I started it and listened to some of it at work and on my ride home. By the time I got home, I texted her and I said, I cannot and will not do this. I told you it's really bad. It's he's like an off. She person. had to see how bad it was. And now that she's seen how bad it was, even though she's been warned, she's pissed off about it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yep. I don't I don't know who decided <laughs> to write this. I don't know who finds that to be OK. I mean, if they were role playing, fine. But you can't fucking abduct some, uh, abduct someone. And then and just those first few chapters. No, no. And it's, I don't think it's supposed to be okay, honestly. Ugh. And it had all these weird twists and turns. Like, see, you have to force yourself through the whole thing. Oh! I will not. I no, will I don't think you should. But I mean, at the end, you're like, holy shit. What? Like, I, that's I what? I would read Tampa again over that. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. And seriously, it was, it was like in the same, like it's in the same, like, There's although some... Tampa had a message, like for me, Tampa was like, 
look at how we look at like yeah gender values and gender norms and stuff yeah. this was just straight off like hey here's how can we do a thriller novel in the most horrific way possible like like this was just it was just that um and honestly it it wasn't it was almost like a slap in the face to i don't know like i said i only made it through maybe five chapters before i was like fuck this shit and dropped it i had to you stop can- i had to stop reading tampa i just couldn't i mean yeah, there are some books that you're so triggered yeah that you, oh, yeah that you just can't go forward you have got to put it down for your own mental health yeah I, I want to know how to delete it off my Audible. I don't know how to get it to go away. <laughs> okay, there has to be a way to do that. After I've read books or like but that, I just don't even want to look at it. See, now that's how I see. I'm okay with reading that because I know that that came from someone's mind. It's when I read about real life people who do that kind of shit. And then I'm like, somebody really What makes you this? think this person isn't real? Uh-oh. God, the look <laughs> on Keith's face just now. Because Tampa was based on a real person. Yes, and that creeped me out hugely. It's this, like every this is not. It's no, like this the is, wheels in Keith's head are turning like, and, and she's shaking her head and Keith's she's like face No, was, no, 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 no. Keith's face just went deadpan straight. He no. Just turned oh, about six cool. shades of whiter. Well, that's what, yeah, that was always the worst part for me watching Criminal Minds was that, like, I was like, they have consultants. Like, this is based off somebody. There's a lot of, lot of darkness mm-hmm. in the world, yeah. you guys. Why do you think we make fun of everything and laugh about everything? It's because yeah. if you don't laugh, you'll cry. We, we, should, we should be, like, the follow-up podcast too if you listen to like my favorite murder like go from my favorite murder to like pick yourself back like, up with three book girls we have you know like what to do yeah we have Happy to be a romance let's color some dicks <laughs> i you know what is ironic that it's supposed to be like weather porn time and the entire cast of twister is up the street for the 25th anniversary of the movie coming out is that why they were playing it on tv and yeah. making such a big deal out of they're it? all up in wachita Really? Yeah, one of the guys. Why were they all there? Because that's where they filmed. Is there like a reunion? That yeah, I think there? they did like a 25th reunion. So they're all I up there. I want to be there during weather porn season. I'd no. be like, yeah, how about we do this? In There's LA? so much Hollywood happening in this state right now. You got like De Niro yeah. and De Niro's, Leo and. De Niro. Yeah, what's that movie that that's they're the Killers, Killers of the Flower Moon? Moon. That's, is that a book that you read? It sounds Nicole familiar. found. Nicole I think read Nicole it. reviewed it because I was gonna read it and review it. And Nicole already did it, but I do own it. I just <gasps> haven't read it yet. Maybe I'll. We'll maybe probably I'll, have to do it again. I can do it again yeah, for when the movie it comes again. out. Yeah. it's mine. No one take it. <laughs> my God, Megan! Damn it! Get away from me! Get away from my Leo book! Get away! Well, my my state reading. I think I just saw Megan's hackles go up. <laughs> I didn't even know she had hackles. I have to claim it. It's mine. It's mine. I will read it when the movie comes back out. But yeah, my my state regent from DAR was like at the set, and I was like, "Did you see Leo?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "Then I don't care." Dear God, I should have known. Leo's my first husband. Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he was my Leo. I thought it was like a person you knew. No, no, no. She thinks she knows him. That's her thing. No, he's he was my first celebrity. Like other than like new kids on the block, he was like my. And now she has many. Yeah, now I have so many. Now she's the queen of the Hollywood crush. (laughs) 
<laughs> Leo, if you're listening, honey, I'm, I'm, send us a send us a, a tweet or a, a Facebook message so that what, you can meet Megan. You know what makes me sad? Hmm. Long ago, there was this show. I think it like, and it was called Two Guys, a Girl, and a Pizza Place. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I love that show. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I loved him from that day, and he was. Oh, he was in that. And, and I, I was like, oh, he's going to be on my laminated list. And now look at him. If I had like wrapped that up back when he was just a cute little guy <laughs> on the pizza place show. <gasps> and now he's like sex symbol. Another of opportunity lost. I'm just excited. Well, Mr. Keith is so lucky that he beat Ryan Reynolds out. Mr. Keith has Jennifer Connelly, who is his like dream girl because she was in Labyrinth and now she has huge boobs and I have. Brian Reynolds. Well, let's call it what it is. Whether it's Reynolds or Blake Lively, I'll take either one. I'm That's down. That's true. She's pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's beautiful. And she seems like she would get us. Yeah. yeah. No, See, yeah. That, that, that's I think it the for two me. of them could, we, we would all get along well. Because he's snarky as hell on Twitter. Dude. He'll be like, I went to Disneyland. My kid's real pissed. I didn't take her. Like, he, he'll be like, he's like, I went to I see do. the mouse today. I love his humor. <laughs> like, so. I don't know I who I'd put on my list. I, my list, all the people on my list got fat and bald and old. They're all dead. I mean, yeah, like, the, who's the guy on Blacklist? God, I used to find him oh, so sexy. Oh, Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. James Spader. Yes. yes. If you looked at my list when I was in high school, I would have to be with Parker Stevenson. He used to be married to Kirstie Alley. I don't know if he still is or not. I doubt uh, it. He's horrible. Trump supporter too. See, I don't think I can uh, see. Never that's mind. the problem Although, with guys my age is they're they're all like they've all gone insane. Although I did see <laughs> the literal best picture of Harry Styles I've ever seen in my life the other day. Oh dear God. Um, has he gotten a haircut? Yes, yeah, he's he did. From One Direction. Don't hate on his long hair. What's One Direction? Uh, whatever. That band she likes. I only that, like it's TikTok's she likes fault. All the bands. It's TikTok's fault. Wait, are they a band or are they a group? Do they play instruments? They're a, they're a uh, band. Liam group. Liam plays guitar. They're a group. They're a group. No. Um, so group he's filming and looks sexy. He's filming in England and sure. he's a, playing a police officer. And it's set back in the day when they still had the police boxes. So there's like a literal picture of him coming out of the TARDIS. I saw that and I almost responded to you that I still don't want him to be the next doctor. No, I would be here for it. Like, give me Harry Steel Isles as the next doctor and I will be like. Okay, I I know who would be on my list. House. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like he's. Yeah. Boy, he's talented. He can play the piano. He can look brooding, but he can also have that dry sense of humor in his little comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, who's the guy who's uh, the really... Oh, Chris Evans is on my list. That was my fifth one. Chris Evans. Mm. Megan, your milkshake is completely melted now. So I think that that janky ass deep throat straw that you had when you came in here would work just It would probably work now. Yeah, because there's... It's just liquid. No more deep throating for Megan. No. Although it is good practice, Megan, really. (laughs) You have to I mean, think about these things. It, you know, when you start a relationship, you need to be ready. Oh, God. That's all I'm you saying. You want to know something that will, I mean, any uh-oh, of us uh-oh. who have given head, if that is your desire, use a little throat spray. It'll numb it. So, Whoa! Okay. All right. All right. All right. And, and then on that I note. I need to get some chloroceptin. That's what I'm doing for. The 
Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.